What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. So we had the pleasure of sitting down with uh, Chef Jen. Um, she is owner of We Cook London, so that is a meal prep service, but where her and her chefs, her team of chefs, come to your house and actually make the meal in your kitchen. So they kind of walk through all that. You get the experience of having a private chef. Uh, they make a week's worth of meals, but you don't pay the crazy private chef prices either. Uh, so she started uh, talking about her background. So she was in cafes and restaurants uh, kind of across the board for eight years prior. And then she realized that there was a need for kind of a healthier style of cooking. So that's what she has kind of geared her company towards is a little healthier end of things, but still being able to offer that full meal prep service. And then she talked about uh, how she had to pivot quickly with the whole coronavirus thing where they are now stuck to deliveries, but she kind of upped that timeline where they wanted to try that a little further down the road in her business, but now they're trying it now. And so she kind of had the good mindset of, we'll see if it works now. If it does, we'll, we'll keep on it. If not, now we know how we need to pivot after all this kind of blows over. So very fun conversation. Uh, you can tell she's really good at what she does. She's very knowledgeable and experienced, and she just she loves her life right now. She loves what she's doing. Uh, it's tough. She's had to change some things with the business, but she's, she's navigating the waters. So Tim, what'd you think about Chef Jen? Yeah, I enjoyed talking with Chef Jen. She she could teach us all a lot about doubling down on your passions and following your happiness. Because you can tell she she went in on this because she truly enjoyed it. And she was going to do whatever it takes to make sure she gets to where she needs to go. Uh, so yeah, like you said, she talked about she's pivoting and learning as she goes. Uh, she definitely discusses like how she's promoting her business, um, the importance of like resident or the importance of customer referrals. Um, and then she also talks about what her dream kitchen looks like and like some of the cool kitchens that she's been into. So she, she gives some co pretty cool descriptions on where she's been because it's it's cool how she gets to go in and cook in people's kitchens for them instead of just cooking in her own and then going. Obviously she's doing that right now with coronavirus, but she's, she's spent some time in some cool places. And just the biggest thing that stuck out to me was her mindset on like customer service. Uh, she just talks about how her goal is to put a smile on people's faces at the end of the day. And that's something that no matter what business you're in, you can apply that to the way you treat your customers. Uh, so a lot of good lessons here. Um, whether you're a chef, uh, an aspiring chef, or you're trying to start your own business, you can learn a lot from her. So yeah, I enjoyed it. All right, guys. And here we are sitting down with Chef Jen. Uh, so yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm glad we were finally able to connect. Uh, I think with our, our Zoom, it'll cut us off at like 40 minutes, but I know it's later over there for you anyway, so it'll probably be, be good timing. Um, then in the email I sent prior, uh, what we'll do after we're done, then Tim and I will record like a two to three minute intro, just kind of introducing who you are, what you do, what we kind of talked about. We make show notes, so if people just want to see what we what we talked about at like minute, 20 or whatever they can do that and then we send it to you before we publish it so you have all approval if there's something like ah, can you take that out uh we try to edit as little as possible uh keep it very conversational but if there's something that you want us to change we'll do that before uh releasing it too sure okay that's cool right on uh any questions for us before we get started 
I don't think so. I'm just going to follow you guys' leads and. All have right. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so I guess to start, maybe um, tell our audience who you are, what you do, kind of how you uh, started doing what you do now, and what kind of led you to being a chef. Sure. Um, so I'm Jenny, and <laughs> I'm also known as Chef Jen now. Um, and basically, I started my business uh, in January this year, which is Weaker Cleansing. And it's a personal chef service where uh, me and my team of chefs go into people's homes and we cook a week's worth of foods, um, basically fill up their fridges and freezers with healthy meals and then go back the next week and do it all over again. Um, I started We Cook, I've uh, been a chef for eight years now. And in that time, I've worked in restaurants, hotels, cafes. I've run meal prep services for like gyms. And it got to a point where I was kind of trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to do. I've always wanted my own business, but not ever been quite sure what that would be. Um, so I started looking in the private sector because I thought that would be a good place to start, somewhere I'd not tried yet. And as I started trying it out, I realized there was quite a big need for personal chef that wasn't just for super rich people. So, you know, it's the dream, right, to have someone come around and cook you foods every single meal of the day. Um, but actually, personal chef life can be quite boring. So I did a few trials, um, and you're just standing around until dinner or until they want a snack. <laughs> it's not really my job. Um, and obviously, I got a lot of experience with healthy foods, working for the gyms. Uh, so I kind of tried to marry the two services together and provide something that was a bit more accessible to more people. Um, in London, everyone's crazy busy, um, especially parents. And I sort of realized quite quickly as people were like referring friends that that was like my target audience. So it tends to be busy working parents. Uh, and we go around, we make dinners for the week. Sometimes we do some kids meals and it's all super healthy. Everyone's super happy. We save them a job and you know we love cooking so everyone's a winner that's super cool uh so how many chefs do you have working for you now uh so we have three other chefs There's me i do like i still do quite a lot of the actual cooking um and then three others uh we do it on like a contract basis so um we're gonna move into more like a employee basis as it grows but to begin with just so everyone can like get a feel for the service see if it's mm -hmm. for them um, we contract out the work and we train people up and then if they're a good fit for the company um, We offer them a role obviously with everything that's going on now. It's all a little bit a bit crazy, but that's yeah. how That's how we're structuring it so far. Yeah, so how have you guys kind of uh, Pivoted with the whole quarantine the coronavirus. Uh, have you changed? Uh, foods that you're making have you how have you kind of adapted to our current environment? Okay, so the it was a huge pivot, really, because um, we obviously got told pretty quickly that we couldn't do house visits anymore. Um, it was advised by the government just this week, um, you know, no home contact unless it's someone you share a home with. So that's kind of our whole client base covered. Um, so the next day I messaged any clients that had already ordered shopping to their homes I just said, look, send me the ingredients. I'll make it from my house. We'll send it to you. And then I started looking for a space for us to work from because at the moment, um, 
obviously restaurants are closed here, cafes, everything, public space, but you can still do deliveries and takeouts. So um, I contacted some restaurant kitchens that had closed down to try and find a space that we could just deliver from. So I found a space, literally got the keys yesterday. Um, so it's all very fast. Oh, wow. And we're going to move in on Sunday and then me and two of the chefs that live close enough that they can get there without public transport. Uh, we're going to start cooking and do the same thing. So we're just going to do sessions. Um, the average session is four hours at someone's house. So we're going to break up days in the kitchen space together and just work on one client at a time so everyone can continue the service. That's really cool. That's yeah, cool. fingers like, crossed. <laughs> yeah, right. Talk about a quick way to have to just transition. And after you just started a few months ago, so it's like literally, and everyone's been so nice. Like I think a big key part in making it happen is just I've been really open with clients from day one. So as soon as they started saying, you know, moving between houses was going to be difficult or should be limited, I straight away was like, okay, we're going to look into how we can solve this. Um, these are a few options right now. We sent a survey at the weekend to see what people would want from the service if it was delivered. So I just think like being really open with everyone has really helped because everyone feels like I'm doing all I can to make it work for them. And I think at a time like this, you can kind of just like put things on hold and quit or you can like really show that you're like, mm -hmm. I just want everyone to feel like I'm, I'm here for them. Like I'm not just gonna, sorry, right. can't be bothered. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, Tim and I, we were actually having a conversation yesterday and, and interesting you say where it's like, you can either just hang it up right now and, and put everything on hold. And so we're under the mindset of, okay, what kind of openings do we have because of everything being close? Like we don't have control and then we still have a lot of control over a lot of things. So what yeah. now, how do we finagle it? So that's super cool that you guys have been able to do that and found a space just yesterday, you said. Yeah, literally. And I mean, the thing is, like, I've always had a lot of ideas and delivery was something that I wanted to do, like, maybe six months from now. Um, <laughs> and now it's just like, you know what, let's just go for it. Because if it doesn't work now, then we tried in a time when the market was pretty open to delivery, because like, that's the only thing you can get right now. Yeah. Um, if it fails now. That's cool. Because we did it and didn't work. But if it goes well, then when everything sort of goes back, to normal if that ever happens yeah. um we can continue and you know it's something that we found you know we've tested it out and the thing is we're also going to try and do deliveries to like non-clients so we've created a set menu which will change every week that people can like log in and order from mm. so again if that works great um it's a new service we can add. If it doesn't work, then at least we've reached out to potential new clients and given them a good service when they need it the most. And then maybe they will carry on and, you know, have the personal chef service when we can go back into houses. That's my plan anyway. That's cool. Way to get your name out there though. Good way to exactly. do that. So I just think like if you can get your name out there now, do it because yeah. lots of people, like a lot of my competition, like restaurants, delivery services, all that kind of stuff, a lot of them have put things on hold, um, mostly for affordability reasons. Mm -hmm. So like the space is quite open to, to new contenders and new brands. So I just figured like rather than disappear and pop back up when everything's back to normal, just try. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> yeah, yeah. 
Um, so when you make you, you said you have a set menu for a week and then it changes. How do you determine what kind of meals you're going to make? Like, cause there's a lot of open creativity to do that. So, I mean, you've been cooking for quite a while, but how do you determine, okay, this is going to be our breakfast, our lunch, our dinner, our snacks. Uh, what kind of, um, inspirations do you have to help create that menu each week? Sure. So working with the clients now, um, I've actually curated about hundred recipes, um, into like a database for the company. So, um, what we're going to do is basically work through all the recipes, um, in particular client favorites, uh, to begin with, but we're going to structure it. So there's like four meat options, four plant-based options, two fish, and then we'll also do some kids meals and then we'll split that menu. So you get a Sunday delivery, three days worth Wednesday delivery, three days worth and it will just rotate um so it's just it's kind of like giving people a taste of what we do anyway um and hopefully by changing the menu all the time it gives me chance to work closely with my chefs because normally the way we train chefs is we do sessions at homes together and then after sort of like a two-week incubation period they're free to then work with clients on their own but obviously they've been trained using the menus that I've put forward. So this is a really nice opportunity, how I see it, where I can work really closely with these guys um, and go through like the whole menu and anything they want to put forward too. So like the criteria is always has to be healthy or considered healthy in some degree. So like normally two portions of vegetables um, per meal, a good portion of protein, whether that's meat or plant-based and some kind of whole grain carbs. Um, We're quite flexible with clients normally. So if people want chips one day or like some kind of comfort food that's fine but um that's kind of the angle we come in at is we want to make healthier options available to you so that's how we create the menus that's super cool super Mm -hmm. cool um i want to back up a little bit to your prior eight years of cooking in cafes restaurants any favorite types of settings or cooking styles uh that have kind of carried over into what you want to create in your own environment, in your business. I don't know, maybe I watch too many chef movies, but people getting yelled at and cussed out and things. So any, any certain um, places that you've worked where it's like, hey, that's really the style and environment I'm going for to help carry over into We Cook London. Sure. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's definitely a mix of like what I want it to be and what I don't want drawing from my own experiences. So um, I've definitely done shouty kitchens yeah. and I don't want that at all. Um, I don't think I'm actually capable of that. I find okay. it get cross. Um, but what I do want, I mean, one of the best places I ever worked at was a cafe in a seaside town. Um, and it was super small, super quaint, um, a little bit hipster. <laughs> um, and it was me and one other guy who was like the chef owner. And we would just switch days. So sometimes I would run the kitchen, sometimes he would run it. And the great thing about that place was we were both very, we communicated a lot, even though we weren't in the space together, which obviously carries across what I'm doing. Um, but it was very flexible with menus. So it was always open creativity, lots of um, space to just kind of put ideas forward. And rather than get shouted at and be like, this is, this is not a good idea, um, it was always welcomed and like we were tweaking together and that like collaborative working environment is so nice. And I think so much great food comes from that, uh, that that's what I really want to push within my company. Like whenever chefs come on board, they 
And I always say, just present me a dish that to you is healthy and reflects like your favorite kind of cooking. Mm. So everyone think completely different, which is always really cool. And then it gives me a real insight into what their strengths are. So like it might be Asian food or it might be like specifically Thai or they love working with vegan meals. And then I like try and tap into that and get them to sort of, here's what we do currently in that style. Is there anything else you want to add? Like, and just basically we're growing the menu in that kind of organic way. And I think it's really nice um, to keep that going in the company. Like that's what I want the whole time as we grow is to keep bringing on new talent and new ideas. Um, and I just don't want people to be scared. That's like my main thing is like, I want everyone to feel like it's a safe space to be creative. And, and that's cool because then it's like, it's like having the coach that always yells at you, right? For any little thing um, to where they, even though you are the boss, you help them feel that they have their own, they're not on a leash where they can still create and, and make things based off their experiences. And then you guys can have a new combination of, of tastes and, and cultures of food. So that's, that's exactly. super cool. Super it's like, I'm trying to come from the angle of like, I'm the boss because I created the company but I'm not the best chef here where I think like everything is my way or the highway because I've worked in restaurants like that and it's good to a degree because you learn very quickly because you don't want to upset anyone um but then you kind of get stuck and you you're thinking in your head like oh this might be nice or I wish I could try this but if you don't have that ability to put it forward you then sort of I don't know you become like a reserved chef and then you're just mm. making a food so i think it's just just really important to keep that open space just yeah, like absolutely absolutely so uh you said you launched your company in january how long were you planning this before then like so, how long has this been in the works i definitely didn't plan it that's for sure um i started <laughs> technically i started in september because I, um, like I said, I was looking in the personal, uh, the like personal chef space, and I was applying for jobs. So I just finished running a soup kitchen. So I moved to London in May last year and uh, took a job running a soup kitchen, feeding the homeless, managing a big team of volunteers, and that was cool. Um, but I knew that it wasn't like a long term thing for me so I started looking in the personal space and I applied for like a few part-time roles and this is kind of where it came from because when I was going to these places like once or twice a week I was like I'm sure loads of people want this um and so then I started advertising on like local Facebook pages just to say like hi I can make meals for you once a week it's this much let me know then maybe had like three more people come through uh, and then they started telling their friends and then from that point on like it was just me going to people's houses cooking food from September to I say November because Christmas was like dead nobody, <laughs> nobody oh, wanted um, but yeah so it was a good three or four months of me kind of just like testing the waters seeing what people wanted it felt very it didn't feel like a business it just felt like me cooking for people um but all the time I was kind of thinking like how can I has this got potential to grow like how would I manage this I've only got so many hours in the day and I don't just want to be a self-employed chef I want a business so I was constantly trying to work that out um but then whilst it was quite over Christmas I had a nice period of time to like properly plan stuff out 
uh, advertise for chefs, create a website, which I spend my Christmas break doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, entrepreneur life. Right, and right. Never stop. <laughs> <laughs> my parents were like, couldn't believe it. They were like, seriously, just watch Harry Potter with us. Stop doing <laughs> the website. That'd be a good sell on me too. I would, I would sucker for some Harry Potter. <clears throat> yeah. I love Harry Potter. It's Christmas tradition. Um, but yeah, no, I spent a lot of time over December just working through it. And then when we launched in January, obviously I'd got people I'd been cooking for already so they could give me testimonials and some Google reviews. And then from there it was felt quite easy. Like it was quite easy to scale. Um, biggest problems being chefs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So have you used a lot of uh, online marketing, like social media and things like that? Has that proven pretty fruitful for you uh, in terms of yeah. getting your name out and things? Uh, like a mixed bag. I keep trying different things still now, and I'm sure I'll be trying different things forever <laughs> because there's always something new to try. Um, I think there's a platform in the UK called Nextdoor. I don't know if you have that in America. I think I think we do. Tim, do we have Nextdoor? Yeah. I feel like yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, over here, I mean, it's in London, I think there's quite a lot of people on it. I don't know if it's across the whole country, but I logged on to there because um, a friend told me about it and I just posted there. And because it's like a community-based thing, I think um, it's there's a lot of trust already within the platform. So that was great for me to begin with. And then Facebook, not so much, but I'm terrible with the ads. As in like, <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm just like, I will target so and so and so and so and then i get nothing back so i'm just not cut out for that life tim um, was doing ads ads yesterday he was working on ads or two days yeah. ago tim can you give me some tips <laughs> no well the one thing i would say is try, try different audiences test okay. it i mean if, if one doesn't work try another demographic it's all about okay. there's no like specific formula it's just a matter of trial and error just keep going That's, just keep like, going yeah, investing like little tiny bits of money into different choices and then when one works, you just invest more into that. Okay, that makes sense. In my yeah. head, I'm like, I know my audience. So then when it doesn't work, <laughs> I'm like, I know them at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was on a, a coach's roundtable for, uh, for nutrition coaches and they said Facebook ads are really big right now because uh -huh. um, they're, they're a lot less expensive. And so many more people are online a whole lot more now too. So okay. uh, they said to, to keep pushing Facebook uh, and it'll might be a little easier right now. So okay, cool. yeah, that, that's, that's, I mean, that, they're in nutrition too. So it might have some carryover into what you're doing as well. Oh no, definitely. I'll try that. Cause I think sometimes when you try something, it doesn't work. You then tempted to just be like, oh, I'll try something totally different rather than the trial and error route right so yeah. for me facebook was like that it was like yeah, yeah it didn't work and then i would see a good response from like google and be like okay mm. cool i'm just gonna keep going there but yeah. i just need to be a bit more patient yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard it's yeah I'm, I'm good at trial and error especially the error part <laughs> see i'm like i'm good at the trial part as in like okay. tried it didn't work next got it got so it I, I keep going on the same thing so yeah. be more patient so aside from um, the whole coronavirus thing, uh, we talked to quite a few entrepreneurs and we like to get a feel for in their business, whatever that is, other challenges you face where it's, you know, people look at 
Instagram and see entrepreneurs standing in front of their, their Lamborghini and their private mm-hmm. jet, right? And it's, it's not always, always that, that way. So yeah, aside from this, how else have you had to change things or pivot uh, starting from, you know, your trials in September to actually launching in uh, January? Um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So to begin with, I was just doing whatever people wanted. I was like, I can make healthy food. What would you like? And they'd go, they'd just email me and be like, could we have this, this, and this? And I'd be like, sure. Even if I like didn't even know what that was, I would just like go and like research the recipes. Okay, yeah, I can make that. I just had total confidence that I would be able to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the more people I took on, the more that became difficult to manage. Um, So I just had to create systems basically and that's a really hard thing to do if you're not that way inclined like I'm very improv and I'm very fast thinking on the spot so to then have to like knuckle down and create core systems is really hard for me naturally um but I recruited the help of my sister (laughs) who's like that polar opposite of me so she's like systems everything um so she helped me like compile the recipes and like work through set menus that we could like send to clients as a starting point. So it wasn't so, you know, open to everything. It was like, here's, it was a bit more of a box to put people in, which helped a lot. Um, And then that was kind of it really to launching in January. The biggest problem I was having was I was traveling all over the place to try and cook for different people in different areas. Cause when I said London on my adverts, London's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> so like I would be going from like North London to South London in the same day, like no breaks. I'd be getting up, traveling like an hour to get to one person and then like scoffing like a prep sandwich on the tube down to South London and then like cooking. And then I'd be getting home like eight o'clock. And like by the time you had to work it out in terms of charges and money and actually what I could afford to pay myself, it wasn't even... But the thing is, you like when you're doing a business, you just don't care. I think mm. a lot of people, anyway, you just do whatever it takes. But I knew that for this to be sustainable, there was like that obviously had to change. So when I started recruiting chefs, I started to do it like by location. So then, basically, I was advertising for chefs in certain locations where I'd got inquiries, and then if that chef was doing well on the trials, then I would like target more ads in that area so that then by the time their two-week period was up they would be ready to then go and like start with the clients that i'd found oh, in that awesome. which it sounds good it's not been it's not as like yeah that was effective and that worked perfectly as it sounds um and that's still a big headache i need to come like to face really but now with the coronavirus it's like we've obviously the sort of location cooking is not the top problem to solve anymore. Mm-hmm. But I know that when we go back to that, I'm still going to have that headache. So okay. there's a lot of things that I think in any business that you have to just like work through. And until I find those solutions, I still have to be the one to go here, there and everywhere. And sure. and that's like, that's entrepreneur life, not Lamborghinis. No way. <laughs> it's tubes, it's right. tubes, tubes, tubes. And press. <laughs> Like everyone gets these like super nice meals and I take the pictures and there's like about 20 meals for the week. And then there's me, like if I actually took a selfie, it would be like me stuffing like sausage roll in my face or something. <laughs> like, 
chips and salad. Can I swear? Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, anything goes on our show. Yeah, we, we've had the spectrum, so you can say whatever you want. Yeah, wow. Just, I don't, like, if I have the time, which is rare um, and ironic, considering the service offer, then I'll make myself great meals. Like, right now, I'm eating so well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm making my breakfast, my lunch, my snacks, my dinner, everything, like, fresh, on the go. It's great. Um, but, yeah, so... That's a reality, right? <laughs> wow. What a hustle. What a hustle. <laughs> yeah. When you, were, uh, when you were going into these houses at first initially and cooking, did you ever get to experience – so you, you do the whole process in their kitchen, right? Am I understanding yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. Where, did, you ever, did you ever cook in any, like, really cool kitchens that you really enjoyed just where everything was? And oh, my God, yeah. Find, like, are your favorite aspects of a kitchen, like – your dream kitchen, like what, what will it need? Um, that's a great question because when I first started, every kitchen I went into, I'd be like, whoa, this is the best kitchen ever. And then the <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, this is even better. Um, and then sometimes I go to the kitchen and be like, oh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just make, because I got like snobby about kitchens. Um, but yeah, I think one of the best places that, um, I cooked in it's like a penthouse and the reason why it's so great is because there's so much light and I think that's actually a really underestimated mm. like benefit of a nice kitchen because not just because you can see what you're doing it just feels nice and open um, but one thing I hate about certain kitchens especially kitchens that like from people that have a lot of money they get all these like gadgets and stuff which probably sound really good when the salesman is selling them but they don't work. So, like, for instance, the doors on one client's house, like, they're all, like, you just, like, press them, and then they pop open. So, like, the drawers, you just touch, and it pops open. Uh, but then the counter where I'm cooking on is, like, full of these drawers. So every time I move, if I so much as, like, nudge a drawer, it, like, pops out and gets me. <laughs> but sometimes it's not even, like, one drawer. I, like, lean, and, like, three drawers will come at me at the same time. It's like chaos. So sometimes like the fancier kitchens are actually way less functional than like just a traditional nice kitchen. Like I really like Argos actually. I don't know if that's it's quite a British thing maybe. Um, what is it? It's like it's like a huge stove um, with like uh, like a, a stove top rather than hobs. And it also heats the house. So, oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's it's terrible in the summer because, like, if that's all you've got to cook on, you've also got to have your heating on full the whole time because it's yeah. like, <laughs> out hot air. Yeah. Um, but it's so nice; like, they're so cool to cook on. Interesting. Yeah, I uh, I've told a few Tim knows too. I have a running notes app in my phone where I am designing my future kitchen. I mean, okay, <laughs> talk me through it. Uh, so I'm going to have like a traditional stove, but on the left is a flat top, like griddle like built nice. in left of that. I think I'm a genius for this one It's going <laughs> to be the countertop will slide open and then there's a cutting board, but then it tilts up like on a hinge. So when you're done chopping, you can slide it right onto Just, the griddle. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Island, I, like I want, I want overhead pots above the Island. I like islands. I don't know why I'm a basic bitch about it. Yeah. Um, so that's as far as I've gotten, but I know okay. I want a flat top. Yeah, I saw the movie Chef with uh, John yeah. Favreau. Oh, it's like the best film ever. It's like I so love, oh. yeah, love that movie. So when he was doing the uh, grilled cheese scene, yeah, I was yeah. like, I need a stovetop. 
fucking so good. Like, it literally makes you feel so much. Just watching him make a grilled cheese sandwich with so much love. <laughs> so have you seen his actual uh, show on Netflix, The Chef Show? No, so I haven't. he does a show where he'll go around with actors, but he travels with the chef that taught him how to do all oh, those cool. like actual chef things for the movie. So they did one with like uh, Seth Rogen uh, and they'll go into other people's kitchens. One guy had an actual like wood fire stove for, and he was making hand toss cauliflower pizzas. Oh my God. So they'll kind of travel around, do different dishes. They've done super like Asian dishes, real Italian. So it's, it's pretty cool. You'd probably like it. If you like the movie. Yeah, that sounds amazing. It's on Netflix. Yep. Yep. Okay. It's called well, The Chef Show. Far, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have time. Um, so you said when you said you had a problem kind of identifying your market when you created your own menu, when you actually narrowed it down and kind of put people in a box, did that help kind of identify your market a little easier? Kind of, yeah. I think it it helped in the sense that when I'm advertising for clients within my market space, a lot of them want the same things. So even though it's a very personal service, you get the same requests come through a lot. Mm. And I realized that obviously the people that were coming through and like the service, like the same kind of things. And that's not always the same. But for instance, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the chef, Yotsa uh, Motelengi, but in London, my client base are all obsessed with this guy. <laughs> And he's a great chef. He's like does a lot of Middle Eastern food. Uh, he has like delis in London. They're very trendy. Um, and so that style of cooking, which is something I wasn't particularly not, wasn't that I was not familiar with it. I just didn't really fancy cooking it. I've gotten really good at because okay. all my clients love that style of food. And so now when I am marketing i will use that in my keywords and i will mention things like we look you know we create a wide variety of dishes we have a huge menu uh inspired by chefs like yotta motelengi and so like that kind of i know straight away like what's going to tap into the people that you know that inevitably sign up same with like um like even products that they use or like where they shop. So like here it's Ocado, like everyone, every one of my clients uses Ocado. No one's on Sainsbury's or Tesco or anywhere else. So like whenever I talk about the shopping element, I'd be like, most of our clients use Ocado. So instantly they're like, oh, me too. And like just anything, any similarities I can find, I will just put in the welcome email. Like when people inquire, I'll be like, hey, and I'll just tick all those I try and make them say yes, basically, to Got like, as thing. so it feels like, oh, this is for me. Like, this is my kind of, this is my kind of chef. <laughs> yeah, that's really smart. Yeah, really smart. Um, I think we're going to get cut off in like five more minutes. Uh, it's cool. already been, I know, hard to believe it's already been almost know, 40. Like- um, Tim, any other questions for uh, Jenny before we ask our final question? Um, yeah, I got one more. So do you remember the moment when you fell in love with cooking? And if not, like what, what do you enjoy most about it? Like what motivates you about it? Um, I can answer both of those. So I definitely, okay. I've always loved food. Um, when I went to uni, I studied music and I needed work desperately. So um, I knew I loved food, but I was a terrible cook. And I just couldn't live off takeaway food anymore because like couldn't afford to. So I just went and applied um, at a restaurant and I went down the TripAdvisor list 
of like best restaurants and I started at number one and I just went and knocked on the door and was like hey can I come work for you like I'll take any pay and I'll learn from you I just want to learn and literally the first one said yes which was amazing so the first day I went in there it was just him his two other team members had left literally that week so he was like desperate for someone and he just made me do everything so we just did a service and he was like right start I need to do this and you do that and I was just like doing whatever I could but by the end of that day I was like hooked like I was so in love with the whole process of just making he just cared so much about food and like from the ingredients to the end product he cared about every aspect and I'd never seen anyone so passionate about one thing like that and I just I wanted to do the same so that's definitely for me when I fell in love and I think it kind of carries on to your second question because I've carried that ethos with me my whole career really of like, I just care so much about it. Like even when I eat out, like I'm quite hard to take out for dinner because I'll be like, hmm, yeah, it's okay, but I'd have done this. And it's not because I think I'm a great chef. I'm like better than the chef. It's just because my head is like, oh, like that was great, but I would have loved to try it like this. And like, I'm just always thinking about it. And I think so long as you keep that enthusiasm and curiosity, like it's endless. Like I could cook all the time. I do cook all the time. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Great. That's awesome. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, Chef Jen, we like to, with all our guests, our final question, we like to ask people, how, uh, how would you like to be remembered when you're gone? When it's all said and done, you've left earth. How do you want people to remember Chef Jen? Oh, someone that puts smiles on people's faces. Like, that's all I ever want to do. When I leave a client's house and I get a little message, even if it's like, like the other day, one of my clients sent me a picture of their kid eating like crunchy chip that I'd made specially for them. Yeah. And they were like, he's so excited. And I was just like, this is all I, like, this is why I do this. It's like, it's something simple as chips or cottage pie. Like, it's never fancy food. It's just nice home-cooked food and it just mm-hmm. makes people so happy so that's all that's what i want always just put a smile on people's faces i like that answer a lot I like that. <laughs> thanks uh tim anything else for jen before we kind of sign it off here oh i think i'm good all good uh jen thank you so much for taking time i know it's a little later at night where you're at uh, but we we appreciate it it was lovely to speak to you both and yeah likewise you- <laughs> yeah it was a lot of fun so um yeah we'll uh we'll do a inter- um intro for this and then we'll send you everything and then okay. we'll hope to release this on tuesday next tuesday if we could amazing that's so quick yeah yeah so we like to get them out when we can so yeah we'll send it to you for approval uh and then we'll we'll release it and it's on itunes spotify all all the majors so perfect i'm so excited thank all you right. so much all right thank you we appreciate it again cheers thank good night all right. Good night. Good night. <laughs>